Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Todd Archer, national NFL columnist and analyst for ESPN.com. Todd, thank you for your time. Craig Smoke, Paul Catalina, David Smoke. The Cowboys have everything at their fingertips when it comes to what they want, all of what it is, the glitz, the glamour, the stadium, et cetera, the facilities, the star, everything. And they have a lot of really talented players. So what is missing in your opinion? (laughs) Smoke, if I knew the answer to that, I wouldn't be talking (laughs) to you right now, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I think that's where, where Jerry is, going right now and, and wondering what it is because this team has nine first team, second team, all pro players, a bunch of pro bowlers, as we know, largely considered a really good roster. Um, you look at what they did in the regular season offensively, number one in points, number five in yards, defensively where they ranked and the players that they have. And you just wonder why it doesn't come together when it matters most. And, you know, the easy, oh, well, Jerry's the common denominator for the last 28 years. Well, Jerry's put together this team. If, it, and let me change that. Jerry's been around to put together this team with the help of Will McClay and Stephen Jones. Um, so you can't blame Jerry for that. So I, I, I just I, – I, I don't know what it is. I, I, and I don't, know if, I don't know if the Cowboys have a legit answer uh, other than just saying, well, maybe the next coach is the guy. And you do that, well – that opens up a whole nother can of worms you might not want to open. So it's it's just they're they're kind of in a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario right now, and that's never a good place to be. Todd, uh, we'll get to whether Mike McCarthy is employed there next week uh, in a minute, but it seems to me like they because they're good at like when they have an issue that's really exploited last year is they really didn't have any playmakers outside of CD lamb and Tony Pollard. And then in the San Francisco game, when Tony Pollard got hurt, it was just, you put Dak uh, who was not having a good year in a position where it's all on him and CD and they just couldn't figure it out. Now they kind of solved that issue, but they didn't really get around to being able to be dominant, stopping the run against teams that are good at running the ball. And that, undid them but it seems like when they solve that then there'll be another thing that pops up like whack-a-mole that undoes them (laughs) in the playoffs so what is it about them that they can't they can't address more than one problem per offseason but but you see like that's every team though right like you you know so so that's not just the cowboys issue that that's that's a lot of people that have that same deal that they have to go through um and, and i would because they okay, they came out of last year thinking, "Hey, you got to shore up the run defense," and they used their first round pick on on Mozzie Smith. Didn't shore it up. Fairly played as a rookie. Major questions about what he can be, right? Um, 
you know, but they went out and they traded for Stephon Gilmore. That helped their secondary problems and, and turned a, a strength with Diggs and Deron Bland, who led them in picks as a rookie, too. Uh, that made that stronger. Linebacker, they never really addressed, um, you know, especially after Van Der Esch got hurt. But obviously signing uh, Shaq uh, Leonard was not the answer either because what did he do in Philadelphia? Um, but, yeah, th- th- this is – it's not it, – you don't – I'm sorry if I'm stammering here. That's okay. In order to win a Super Bowl, not everything's going to be perfect. And it wasn't perfect for the Patriots when they were in their dynasty days and old Brady covered up a lot of stuff. They had guys hurt, I'm sure. They had, they had shortages, shortages at position. Their receivers one year were David Gibbons, Troy Brown, and David Patton. Who remembers those guys? Troy Brown, really good player. But, again, it wasn't like it was Randy Moss the entire time Tom was excelling up there. So I, I just think, like, luck plays a part of it, and I hate saying that. But you just need to play – your stars need to play their best when they're when it's the biggest moment. And tell me of their stars on Sunday against Green Bay, who played their best? Not one of them played their best. You know, Fred Coleman's a kid I covered in high school. was on that team, too. He was a, a player they picked up midseason that made a big catch in a game against the Jets in their first Super Bowl with the Patriots. So you got to have a few of those guys, too. So, all right. Yeah, you mentioned the stars. Nobody stepped up. Micah Parsons had a couple of tackles at an early pressure. Dak was awful. Obviously, C.D. Lamb looked like he was disengaged almost after the first incomplete pass. How can your best players not make plays? <laughs> all in the same game, all in the right. same game. Yeah. yeah. Again, you know, and that's, you know, you can look at it. CD ended up with over a hundred yards. Michael Gallup ended up with over a hundred yards. All of it was, was hollow for a lot of respect uh, for, for all intent purposes. So, you know, and that's the question of why that's happened countless times, regardless of who the coach is, who the quarterback is, who the star receiver is. Um, that when you have it as good as you have it, you better capitalize. And now I'm going back 16 years. 2007 continues to haunt the Cowboys because they were the best team in the NFC, home field advantage, and they lose to the Giants who go on to win the Super Bowl. 2016, Dak's rookie year, home field advantage. Don't get it done in the first first round. Aaron Rodgers throws a dagger at him. And now this one, you're, you're set up for a run with two home playoff games where you're 16-0. and and you don't get it done. Um, it's mind-boggling how many, how how often that has happened to this team. And, and the the only answer is continue to put yourself in those positions, right? But eventually, you better you better come through, or else it's more of the same. And I, I don't know what to tell people about. Hey, here's the hope that you have for this year, for next year. I really don't. Sorry to, gee, I'm a light of everybody. I'm firing everybody up to go buy some tickets right now. <laughs> Todd, uh, when it comes to Mike McCarthy, I mean, three straight 12 win seasons, but only one playoff win in the four years he's been there. And, you know, again, like I, like there are things that I think are better than Jason Garrett was there and things that feel a little bit the same as when Jared, Jason Garrett was there. Um, but, 
is his situation maybe exacerbated by the fact of who is available? And I'm not just talking about Bill Belichick, but like Mike Vrabel and, and guys like that who might have a little bit of a different emotional style than a Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I, I think you make a good point with that because there are times, right, when, when Garrett was going through the 8-8 eight and eight stuff where we probably looked at the pool of candidates in what, what, what were we going, 2012-2013 and say, ah, who are you going to get who's better? And I'm sure there were guys that we just can't – I can't think of right now off the top of my head talking to you all. Um, but there are guys now where you look at it and you say, well, those guys could be better. And is Jerry willing to make that move of a Belichick? And I think they could work together. Parcells obviously worked here. So, you know, hey, anything is possible. Um, Harbaugh, I don't see that one because – I think he would want to have some personnel control. Clearly, that's not going to be the case here. Um, especially, and, and what the Cowboys do well is personnel with Will McClay uh, doing all that stuff. So that that's not their problem. I, so, and then you get to Mike Vrabel. I mean, he, he name, show me his playoff success. Now he's had player success, and he can speak the language, and he he won Super Bowls in New England as a player. Um, and his teams in Tennessee were largely pretty good until the last couple of years and he was a coach of the year just uh, two years ago so maybe he has some of the Belichickness, if that's a word mm-hmm. with uh, a, a way to speak to today's player to get them to play and in certainly he's a tough guy and you would like to think that that would rub off the team the way it seems to have rubbed off from our guy Dan Campbell up in Detroit on his team um, so but the longer this go I I don't know what to think. Like, with I'm waiting for the smoke to come from the star. <laughs> like when the when they name the Pope, right? Like, yep. do we know that Mike's back, or we know that Mike's gone? They're gonna be naming a new coach. But right now, it's just kind of radio silence. And you know, McCarthy's doing his exit interviews with the players. Those probably could finish up today. I'd imagine. Uh, maybe it stretches in tomorrow. Then he meets with Jerry. So maybe we maybe we get McCarthy at some point tomorrow from the end of season wrap up. We're also supposed to get the general manager of the team for the NFL media policy. I don't think that's going to happen, but hopefully it can. Um, so we certainly have plenty of questions for Jerry in that regard. But this is a this is not we haven't even gotten the DAC and his contract and what you have to do there. So there's so many things that they have to do that I don't think they were planning to do this quickly because they thought they were going to win at least one playoff game and have another one this weekend against Detroit. Bunch of players in the free agent market pretty quickly. Uh, now this, the easy thing and it's lazy. Doesn't mean it's not right, but the easy thing is it's Jerry's fault. You brought that up earlier. But how much would it help or would it make a difference at all if Jerry just wasn't always so accessible? See, the, the, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that he wasn't accessible in, from 2003 to 06 as much when Parcells was here. Mm. Like, I don't remember going to Jerry press conferences after games when Bill was the coach, I don't remember. I'm, I would imagine he was on the radio, but I really don't know. But those teams didn't win either. So I think that turns into the the, the, the red herring uh, stuff, right? Where it's like, well, Jerry just wants the attention and Jerry undermines his coach and Jerry undermines his players with the things that he says. I've never once had a player to say to me, I wish Jerry would just shut up. Like, even privately, like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't need that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, maybe I'm underplaying all that stuff, but it comes down to 
players playing their best at the best uh, when they're needed at the biggest moments, and that's what's not happened. Not because of what Jerry said on the radio on a Tuesday or a Friday, or what he said maybe after a game so much, um, but as someone who enjoys the content that we get from Jerry, I don't want him to go. No, away I, I get it. I get it. No, I, I I do get it. This is not Jerry's style or the Cowboys' style at all, and hasn't been for a long time. But is there? I mean, like you mentioned, Dak's contract and what they've got to do there. He's got a year left, um, and. Are, is, and they can't really roll the dice and say, like, look, win or you're not going to get out of their contract because even if he wins, if they don't sign him, he's probably going to leave anyway because of how it, it works in the NFL because somebody's just going to bowl him over. Uh, so what do they do when it comes to Dak? Because, <laughs> he, again, he's just coming off the best season of his career, comes out and has his worst game in the playoffs. Right, and, and that's the whole, I said earlier, right? You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you if you don't do the if you don't assign him to an extension, well, he's fifty nine and a half million dollars against the cap. Pretty paralyzing. Not impossible, but pretty paralyzing to go out and and re-sign guys that you would want to re-sign, be it Biotish or Dorrance Armstrong or pick a guy, Jordan Lewis, Tyron Smith, if he wants to play another year, year or two, whatever. Um, makes that difficult. But and if you do that extension. Well, now you've committed $50 million to a quarterback who has not gotten to a conference title game, let, a, let alone a Super Bowl. And since 1980, there's only been three quarterbacks to go to a Super Bowl for the first time with a team that drafted them in years nine or 10 for the first time. And that's Ken Anderson in Cincinnati, hmm. Peyton Manning in Indianapolis, and Matt Ryan in, in Atlanta. Like, the, Matt Ryan and Peyton Manning were in their ninth years when they went to the Super Bowl for the first time. Ken Anderson was in his tenth. So, again, like the position is so important. When you got one, it's hard to let go of one because you never know when you're going to get another one. And let's be honest, they got lucky when they got Dak in 2016. Um, they didn't think he was going to be this, so they wouldn't have drafted him number 135 overall. They would have drafted him in the second round instead of Jalen Smith um, that that year. So. Part of me wonders if they just play it out and because, because you don't want to get stuck in a situation where you're paying a guy, you, you want to pay a guy because you have to, or you want to pay a guy because you want to, not because you have to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a, a debate right now. So they want to pay back. They love everything about him. He's a great leader, has all the intangibles, works his ass off, does all that stuff, like everything you'd want your quarterback to be. But when it's mattered most in the playoffs, he, he's not come up big. So what 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 is the right answer? What what do you do? And, and that's their conundrum right now. Same conundrum basically as the head coach. You know, Mike McCarthy's thirty six wins in the last three years, but they're the first team to win twelve games in the three year span in each each of the last three years and not at least advance to a conference title game. What do you do? It's successful, but it's not ultimately successful. Yeah, I, I think I stick with that. At least you're knocking on the door. Uh, you know, maybe after five or six years, you, you can't. But, yeah, it's unbelievable. I think what Dak needs is somebody else make a big play early, whoever it is, a fumble, a sack strip, interception, kick return, gets him off to a better start, and then he plays, 
in a little bit more of a, a more relaxed and because it, it, it does seem like he can get uptight pretty quickly. But again, it's hard. It's hard to win games in the NFL, especially playoff games. Todd, but here's the, like here's the thing though, Smoke. You're paying the guy forty million dollars a year not to hope someone no, else makes the play I, for they, I know. I no. I. 100% agree with you, but it's almost like he needs a break. And if you have, if he needs a break, then you don't need to pay him that $40, $50 million a year and need to right. find somebody else. Because, I mean, the quarterbacks he's lost to, too, and the team have lost to. They, that doesn't make sense based on who they have, who's beaten them straight up. Look, if he, if he played a great game on Sunday against the Packers, they were still losing that game because the defense was atrocious. They're losing 48-47 instead of 48-32. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they, they, yep. That defense gave them nothing in that game. I tell you, the scary thing is is that Love sure does look like he throws the ball and is, has the same poise and does some things to flick of the wrist like a guy that used to be in Green Bay, and I'm not trying to – It's unbelievable. Yeah, no, it yeah. really is frightening if you're somebody else who's got to play them, and not just San Francisco this week. They might be just fine. Thank you, Todd. As always, yeah, great thanks, stuff. Todd Archer from ESPN.com. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.